The preseason, mercifully, Matt, is in the books, but there are some takeaways from the exhibition season. Justin Fields, the second-year quarterbacks, how do they look going into this season, which we could see a massive bump in production from those players. Check in on the rookie quarterbacks as well, and an unfortunate incident with rookie running back Brian Robinson of the Washington Commanders. All coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Get those Twitter Tuesday questions in for tomorrow's episode or drop those questions in the comments on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed up on YouTube. We are on the Locked On NFL channel on YouTube. I do want to mention that today's episode is brought to you by Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out your special offer for Locked On listeners and get covered in under two minutes at bright.co slash locked on. That's bright.co slash locked on. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day, by the way, here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're coming at you every day throughout the season as we did throughout the offseason and the preseason. Matt, is over, and I think there are some takeaways. We'll talk about some performances here in preseason week through some young and old Tom Brady on the field connecting with Julio Jones. It's about the oldest connection you can have in the NFL. <laughs> Just some youngsters out there as well showing up. But first, this story is kind of scary one of Brian Robinson, rookie running back for the Washington Commanders, and he was shot multiple times, uh, but still in good spirits. Luckily, the the latest report from uh, from the Washington Post is that. Brian Robinson in good spirits. Ron Rivera talking about it Monday morning and, you know, positive update on Robinson, who was shot multiple times during a robbery attempt Sunday. But it's not life threatening. We still don't know exactly what this is going to look like for him as far as health and getting back onto the field. I assume this means he's going to miss some time to get shot multiple times. But Ron Rivera did say he w- it was a relief to, to know that Robinson remained upbeat and was in a good mood after this whole incident, which is really scary. Really scary. And it sounds like, you know, the worst was avoided. Um, you know, we say, oh, he's going to be okay. I mean, he got shot multiple times. I mean, his ver- that okay is kind of a relative term there. I don't know where the bullets hit them. Hit him. I'm just happy he's alive, obviously. People love this guy. I mean, he was the type of dude, you know, in terms of coaches and Bama. Was he the most talented back on the Bama roster? Probably not. I mean, they got a million of them, but he does all the dirty work, highly respected by teammates, quickly came to Washington, and I think he's their starter. I mean, if this this won the job. Yeah. yeah, he, he won, won the job. Yeah, I mean, he was to get the bulk of the carries, and I guess for them, you know, they're fortunate that still Gibson's available, but he's very inconsistent and hit and miss and hasn't quite fulfilled his potential. I mean, we're here to talk about football. This doesn't help the commanders, that's for sure. They were counting on him, and I think he was going to slow the pace of the game, give them a physicality that they that they were looking for, short yardage, but even every down work, especially in the run game, not as much as the receiving game. Hopefully he gets back on the field as soon as possible, but more importantly, hopefully he has a normal life. 
yeah, uh, hoping everything turns out okay. And if we do get to see Brian Robinson back on the football field, and we'll have updates for you when we find out what's going on with that situation. And uh, luckily, he is still around to uh, potentially have a football right. career. During that game, 17-15, Baltimore Ravens defeated the Washington Commanders. Congratulations to once again an undefeated preseason <laughs> for the Baltimore Ravens. That? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I guess I get it. It's like, let's go win every game. Every game matters, whether it's the preseason or not. I, you know, I, I, I kind of respect that. It doesn't matter clearly, but maybe it matters in some way because they're a well-coached team and they win a lot of football games in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think that winning is contagious and losing absolutely is contagious. So I understand it. Um, I wonder, I think it's been like 26 games in a row, which is remarkable. I wonder how many of those did they really go the extra mile to win? You know, did they trot Tucker out there to hit a, a 55-yard field goal to, to win it and over, you know, and win the, win the thing as opposed to doing something else that might have been better for the team? Who knows? I mean, it, it's not a coincidence, that's for sure. Uh, my only worry, and I don't think it's affected them certainly this year. I doubt last year had something to do with it either. I just think you risk injury more if you prioritize wins over health. I could see that, although they're not playing the the players that would, so, that would right. matter, you know. So it was uh, uh, who, who was the quarterback? Because Huntley came out and, and got starter treatment as the backup. I think he only attempted yeah. half. It might have been one series for for Tyler Huntley, who's had a really nice preseason. And it was Anthony Brown was the, was the quarterback. Wow. Okay. He was still going out and winning games. He was 19 of 15 with a touchdown pass. And, and Tyler Beatty there at sixth round pick, I believe, rookie was the was the running back there. Um, and on the other side, rookie quarterback Sam Howell, fifth rounder for the commanders, has looked pretty good this preseason. He was actually their leading rusher, too. Eight carries for 62 yards, 280 passing yards on 35 attempts. So he had 350 total yards in this one. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought up Howell. I mean, obviously, this winning streak is not something to just to kind of laugh off. It's kind of impressive, to be honest with you. I mean, you win that many games in a row at any way, shape, or form at this level has some merit. But Howell... I didn't think his rushing would translate to the NFL. Like, I know he'd get rushing yards. He's not a stiff. But he ran a lot because things broke down at North Carolina. He kind of used it as a crutch. I think that actually maybe hurt his draft stock. And he runs well, but he's not an upper-tier NFL quarterback rusher. Um, But I I still thought he really got the short end of the stick on draft day that he has starter traits and I'm rooting for him because I don't know why he fell as far as he did, but he looked like a second rounder to me and he's been playing like in the preseason. And I th- looking at those rookie quarterbacks, I think there's been pretty good reports and actually surprisingly yeah. good reports through rookie preseason for most of those quarterbacks. I think maybe Pickett after we saw him in the games a little closer, you can tell us more about that in Pittsburgh is picking a little bit closer to maybe winning a job over Trubisky at least some point in the season versus where you thought, Oh man, this guy's going to sit all year. Um, Yeah. I mean, Trubisky's going to start uh, Pickett clearly went past Rudolph and Rudolph didn't do anything wrong. It's just Pickett has been much better. He's much more talented. He's passing every test with flying colors. He's actually gotten to the point when he's playing with twos and threes, he makes them better, which is rare for a rookie quarterback. So I'm very, very optimistic about Pickett, more than I ever have been through any of the draft process or at any point. But it will be Trubisky. But I think they might have two. You know, I mean, so uh, that's certainly been a success if you're talking rock- rookie quarterbacks thus far. Matt Crowell got hurt. He's going yeah. to 
be sitting all season long. But the other two rookie quarterbacks of note in Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter, third rounders, have looked pretty darn good too. So I've been, I've been mm-hmm. impressed with all those guys showing off their their skills. I think, you know, I think there was a, a lot. I mean, the the word was raw for Malik Willis, and we've seen him already come along with some NFL coaching here in, in a few short games and through one training camp. So I think you could be potentially excited about those guys as third rounders being maybe like Davis Mills was last year, potential starters in the NFL. So uh, yeah. I think those are really good draft picks by those teams to get a potential starting quarterback in the third round. I mean, it's the end of August, but. That draft class looks better than expected, you know, especially when you saw where they fell actually in the draft, you know, that leading into the draft, some of us thought there might be two, even three first round quarterbacks didn't come close to happening. Now you look at it and think maybe there should have been, you know, like I can see Ritter being a starter in this league. I think Willis still needs some work, but his talent's obvious. We talked about how and Corral's kind of the, the guy out of the mix, but it's not a terrible class thus far. So I think that's encouraging. Quarterbacks new and old on today's episode of Peacock and Williamson. We'll check in with Tom Brady, who made an appearance in week uh, preseason week number three, and as did a, an aging wide receiver in Julio Jones. And of course, the the big storyline all season long for me is going to be those second year quarterbacks and can yeah. they be the next era of great NFL passers? And we've seen some good and bad from that group in preseason number two, getting ready for their second NFL seasons. Matt told a story last week, which was uh, hilarious about his crystal dangling <laughs> earring. Uh, I've been watching these videos at bright.co uh, slash locked on. You can find tons of funny videos of it, just proposals gone wrong. And look, the, the lesson I've learned here is don't propose near a body of water. Uh, I don't propose like in a helicopter. It, <laughs> if you're in any yeah. sort of a situation where the ring could go somewhere else other than maybe just directly on the ground, that, that's probably not a good idea. And if you are going to have one of those proposals, it would be quite smart of you to get that ring insured. And Brightco, have you covered there? They made buying insurance for your engagement ring, your watch, or whatever so easy you can get covered in two minutes on your cell phone. You won't find a better deal on great coverage that's super affordable. Uh, for five bucks a month, you can get totally comprehensive coverage. And again, it won't take more than two minutes on your cell phone to get it done. So check it out, bright.co slash locked on. And you can see those videos there as well. And check out all your options for insurance for your jewelry, jewelry or watch. Again, that is bright.co slash locked on. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every single day. Make sure you check out the ultimate pro football preview starting this Wednesday, August 31st, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, Matt Williamson and myself, make an appearance, uh, Odyssey NFL insiders, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Starting August 31st, search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get the old out of the way here really quick. Tom All Brady right. making a short appearance for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after he had uh, disappeared to the Bahamas or wherever it was, and, and he doesn't really want to talk about it. And he said, I'm 45 years old, and uh, there's important bleep in your life, and and, and bleep happens, basically, you saying. It's like, look, I, uh, I'm a dad and a, and, a, and a husband, and 45 years old. So he had to dad it up for a week, wherever he was in the world but he's back he is a tampa bay buccaneer and he was on the field six of eight passing in preseason week number three against the indianapolis colts but the big story here is that first of all tom brady's on the field 
uh, Matt Ryan making an appearance for the Colts, both of them for a very short period of time. But Tom Brady to Julio Jones. We yeah, saw about that. The 20 yard reception in this one, one target, one catch, put the bubble wrap on both of them. Um, these are Hall of Fame players. Yeah, I mean, they may end up being in the same Hall of Fame class five years from now, six years mm -hmm. from now, whatever. Two of the true greats of this generation. Um, there was a stretch that I thought Antonio Brown was neck and neck with Julio as best receiver of this generation. Then AB went crazy, and now it's Julio, and Brady stands alone at quarterback, of course. Um, side note, wasn't the best weekend ever for football. I mean, it was great to see a little Brady and Ryan, like you mentioned, but it wasn't the best you know weekend for football. Um, talk Julio and Brady here in a second, but it, everyone's looking forward to next, you know, the, the real stuff now. Enough preseason is really the vibe I'm getting. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah and and yeah. some teams tuning up and getting ready. There's an extra week off that we never had before. So a lot mm -hmm. of practices, uh, obviously everyone going into their little cubby hole to get ready for cuts and all of those things. And, and Matt, I got to ask you, you've been in the front offices. Is this a hectic time of year? Like how much yeah. work are, are you putting on the scouts shoulders? Because I assume you need to look over every single player just to make sure there's not that one guy. There might only be one guy you even think in the entire league of cuts that is worth claiming on waivers. Absolutely. And trades and all that. Um, I, I want to get back to Julio super quick because I avoided that question. Here's what I think Julio is in his career. Is obviously, he's a phenomenal talent. Um, he doesn't run nearly as well as he used to. I mean, he's had feet stuff forever. He's up in age. And, and if you look at, like, Matt Harmon's reception perception, man coverage, especially press man coverage, really gives him a hard time now. But he kind of reminds me of, like, late career Jason Witten. You know, just – knowing where to sit it down in zones and be a big body and smart and experienced and, you know, he'll probably score some touchdowns and that might be all the bucks need from him. So um, I just wanted to throw that out there about Julio. I mean, he's not what he used to be, but that doesn't, or end a career Larry Fitzgerald or, you know, those type of guys smart that knows how to find the soft spot in zones. It's funny because you mentioned Antonio Brown and, and how their careers have differed, but with all the injuries, Julio Jones hasn't done all that much either. And it's no. just sort of a lesson that like when you see someone like Larry Fitzgerald or especially Jerry Rice and, and you see no. these players get into their 30s, Jerry Rice had a Hall of Fame career from the age 30 to 42. And it's, <laughs> right, it's insane right. how long he did it and how well he did it. It's not that easy into your mm -hmm. mid-30s uh, to be a, a high-level NFL wide receiver. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much – better Julio's really even been than Antonio Brown, even though, you know, they've right. been not on the field for different reasons. No, you're right. And to be honest, last we saw both, Brown was the better player in a Bucks uniform. I mean, Brown's still a difference maker. It's not his ability to run or get a fresh man coverage. It has him out of the league right now, as we well know. So I really think if you look at them, yards per game, all that stuff, their careers are almost the same. I mean, they're both generational players, in my opinion. Um, should we get back to what front offices yeah, are doing and all that? So, yeah. Uh, on today's Locked On 49ers, um, my co-host and I, Eric Crocker, we talked a lot about Jordan Mason, who's uh, a running back out of Georgia Tech, undrafted free agent. Okay. And he's looked really good, but he's played a lot late in games. And in that third preseason game, he got in a little bit early. And But we're, you know, it's like we've had, we've seen these players in the past. For the 49ers, there was one of many years ago, 10 years ago now, I think it was, Corey Sheets. Do you remember Corey Sheets came out of, he was a pretty good college player, okay. went undrafted, had an amazing preseason. Everyone was like, oh my God, this guy's going to be awesome. Didn't make the team. Nobody, he like disappeared. Nobody, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you can't, I'm sure. 
49er nation lost their mind. How could he not yeah. make the team? Right. And, and that's the way we're feeling right now. And I projected Jordan Mason to make the roster. But then again, how much can you weigh this? And it's a deep running back group for the 49ers. And I know there was, uh, is it Warren for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers, no, right? Yeah. And he's really good in camp and looked good in preseason games. And then you think about it like, well, man, every single team has these guys like, oh, we've got five guys that I think are going to get claimed off waivers. And it ends up, you end up putting the guys on waivers and nobody gets picked up. And so yeah. I think. <laughs> you know, there's so few that actually do pick, get picked up, but I, you know, especially really deep teams just don't have a lot of space and they're more worried about their guys getting picked up than picking up other people's players. But you do see some teams make some trades at the very end, um, right before cuts to make sure their guys find a home and they don't get claimed off ravers to get something for them, a late round pick. Or, you know, there are some teams that, that aren't as deep that, that can claim a lot of young players to get cut elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be prepared and you've got to watch all of these guys. So is it a frenetic atmosphere in the front office? Like what's going on with these teams right now? Yeah, I mean, so much of the work, like leading up to the draft, is the hay's already in the barn. You know, like, for example, one of my main responsibilities when I was with the Browns was I was in charge of the NFC West. I had to have a grade at any point, a current grade on every player on those four teams. And at this time of year, the guys that were borderline roster guys as well. Like, we didn't have to have a grade on the 80th guy on the roster, but you knew who they were. And, you know, if the GM or owner or coach or whatever would come up to me and say, hey, Matt, who do you think is going to be the 53 on the Rams? I better have a pretty good answer and be pretty close to, you know, there could be a surprise cut or something like that. Um, But you're right. I I think an over, you know, an important aspect of this is, when it comes down to it, boy, we have a tough cut. Okay. We hope he gets through waivers, but every team is thinking that way too, you know, because any tiebreaker, one of your running backs from the Niners versus Warren from the Steelers, well, I'm going to keep Warren over him because I've spent the last couple months with him and I know so much more about him. That includes medical, knowing my system. If Najee goes down, I can plug him in. I don't have to coach this guy up who hasn't been around. So there's a lot of value to that. And I think some of it also depends, you know, where you're at in the season, of course. You know, when we were terrible with the Browns, we would pluck anybody we could, just saying their guy's probably better than ours. Maybe we'll find something here. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, we've seen, that's the other thing. You're familiar with your own guys enough to know that they're not very good. It's like, well, I know he's not good guy. enough, so yeah. I'll bring somebody else in. So there is some of that, but not usually this time of year. That's usually when you're like two and nine, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, I know I can't win with that guy. I've tried over and over, and we can't win with him. Um, I do think there will be some trades, and I think there's two types of trades that are kind of prominent. Is There's the seventh rounder for the guy that you're going to cut that somebody will probably pick up. So at least Team A gets a seventh rounder out of it. That guy probably wouldn't have cleared waivers. You just have a lot of them. Um, right. You might be in a waiver position where you think a team before you on waivers will claim the guy that you right. want. You think it's worth a late-round pick to go get that guy instead. Yeah, especially if you're a good team and – Boy, he's got to pass 25 teams before he gets to us. Probably won't happen. Uh, a lot of those teams could use something like him. And then I think there's like the Isaiah Wins and Dillards of the world and those type of guys that still have value. Their their stock has obviously dropped a lot since their draft day and something's wrong with them or, you know, who Jenkins in the Browns or wherever the Bears. Guys like that, that team two says, we had a good grade on him in college. Maybe it was your fault. You screwed him up. We'll give you, we'll buy him at a discount uh, and try to revive his career. And it doesn't, ha- it doesn't happen that often, but once in a while they revive a career. Year two quarterbacks next, right. specifically Justin Fields, Mac Jones, 
and Trey Lance. How do they look this preseason? What do we expect from them going into 2022? Because it's going to be a huge factor for long-term landscape of the NFL with these five, especially the first round quarterbacks and maybe some later quarterbacks as well, like Davis Mills, uh, when it, uh, when it comes to 2022 and beyond, but first got to let the folks out there know about prize picks. One of the easiest things you can do throughout the entire NFL season, because everyone goes and plays year long fantasy football, right? We're going to, we have to tomorrow actually drop the, the, the details on our Peacock and Williamson fantasy football league, by the way. So tune in then mm, yeah. and you draft the team. And then Chris McCaffrey gets hurt, and guess what? Your year is in the tank, right? <laughs> and so when that goes into the tank, and even before that, you can go to prize picks, play daily fantasy football, and it's fun all year round. You, you don't have any skin in a college football weekend. Well, now you do. You can go play prize picks. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on an entry. You're not competing against other people. It's just competing against what the prize picks projection is. So you look at it, you say, I like the over on this projection. Boom. It's you versus the projections that are available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. Of course, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, uh, college football, as I mentioned, uh, you know, college basketball, soccer. WNBA, contact sports, MMA, disc golf. They have it. Quick, whatever you're into. You can <laughs> find it, I know at prize picks. Uh, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's super easy, safe and fast withdrawals. And uh, it's operational in over 30 states and in Canada. So check out prize picks. Download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive a 100 instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with our promo code locked on if you deposit 100 price picks gives you a hundred dollars if you deposit 50 price picks will give you 50 dollars. don't forget to enter promo code locked on that is locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 dollars I'm putting a couple bucks down on a disc golf game any minute now. As soon as we hang up here, I'm just going to make some- – You know, I haven't done enough thorough scouting of the disc golf scene, but I'm going to have to go head over to my uh, local disc golf because when I'm playing regular golf, I see the disc golf sometimes, and I'm wondering, is that fun? Is it? Is it? Is it competitive? I don't know, but people get into it apparently. So, uh, yeah, I got to check I think out. You can have a cold one while you play disc golf. Too, I hope you, you know? can right. because yeah. you're only using one hand to throw the frisbee, right? Right. The disc, excuse me. I don't want to offend any of the disc golf. <laughs> I'm sure there's some tremendous ones out there, and I'm going to go bet on them. How about this line in preseason week three? I think this was one of the most important lines we saw in preseason week three. Uh, Bears beat the Browns 21 20, but Justin Fields, 14 of 16 passing, 156 yards, three touchdowns. And a quarterback rating of 146.9. And they, this was, so of course, look, it's preseason and and I get Mm -hmm. that. Sure. But you can't, there was some importance to this. Just watching how he's performing in year two, seeing how clean his delivery is, his footwork. Uh, He's always had ridiculous tools. Like it was, it was was weird for someone with his arm strength, the, the, the built-in accuracy too. Cause it wasn't like, he's not like Josh Allen wild either. No. accurate with a big arm and ran four, four flat. Like, mm-hmm. and he's smart and he's a good processor and you know, right. Yeah. And so it was like, so teams really don't like him for some reason, but I'm not sure what it is. Cause it was number one overall stuff. Right. When, when you, when you, when mm-hmm. you really look at it out there and when 
someone like Justin Fields starts to get it and you start to see the ball come out quick and you see him anticipate and you see the accuracy still, um, you know, and he's the second fastest quarterback in the league, probably behind Lamar, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, in that competition, right. Tyler Murray's got a little bit more wiggle, but in a straight line, Justin Fields is, is fast. And so and and, he's probably 30 pounds heavier than Murray. Yeah. And he's a pocket passer first. Right. And right, right. He gets his, you know, he's not a guy that you're, you know, you're like, Oh, you got to run some weird scheme. No, you, you play your brand of NFL football and offense, but then he can break contain and, and go. So it's exciting, even with and look, okay, Browns maybe weren't playing. You know what? And I saw Miles Garrett with a uniform on, so he wasn't in sweatpants. But I don't know if I saw him on the field. He might have played a series. I don't think he did. But they did play, sure. play some starters. Uh, Jeremiah Wusukormo was out there. Saw Dante Pettis beat um, Greedy Williams in coverage for a touchdown. So it was mm-hmm. like you know there was some ones and twos. I think is what I would call it. But it's not like Justin Fields has an amazing line or is throwing to superstar players either you know so i i think the the whole competition thing and the preseason thing it you can't you can't under but you can't over simplify it either and just say it doesn't matter because he wasn't playing against anybody you know he's he's throwing to dante pettis and equinemia same round too so um I, i thought it was really exciting to see a young player that talented and you see him slowly start to get it and i don't know how good it's gonna look throughout the regular season but the talent's there and a new coaching staff, which is really important. Oh. And I think it's enough for bears fans who have just gotten killed and er- no, nobody expects the bears to do anything. Just to have that glimmer of hope going into the season and have a, just a really awesome third preseason game to tune yourself up for the regular season. It's going to be a hard year bear bears fan, but you should have more than a glimmer of hope. I think the right people are now driving the buggy and are going to, I'm not saying they're going to turn fields into a star, but I think they're going to really do wonders for his career. You're seeing a lot more easy throws, things that fit his skill set, as well as the big game hunting that we talk about as well. But, I mean, getting the ball out, you know, precise, he's eaten it up. Obviously, his great work ethic, too, and he's embraced this quite a bit. I bet if you gave him true serum, he'd say, this is night and day from what I'm used to as a professional player because there's it's, it didn't have to be as hard as it was year one. And all rookies struggle, too, to some degree. I mean, I think he's going to be a very good player. He was my second-ranked quarterback in that class behind Lawrence, and I'd probably stick with that if I were to repick them. I mean, and this is really promising to me. So, Bears fans, just weather the storm. You're not going to win a lot of games. But if Fields looks like this, your team's going to be just fine, and you're going to be the worst-to-first team everyone talks about next year after you build an O-line and you know do all kinds of things at free agency. And $100 million of cap space. Exactly, right. And probably an early pick. First-round picks, and yeah, you, you got stuff to, to work with. Jacoby Brissett didn't look amazing on the other side, 13 of 23, 109 yards and an interception, a 50.8 rating uh, for the Cleveland Browns there. Jacoby Brissett is going to start a, a lot of football games, it looks like, for the mm-hmm. Browns this year. Uh, Trey Lance did not look great behind a, a, a leaky offensive line with no Trent Williams. We talked about that game already after Thursday. Um but those two teams, the Bears and 49ers, play in week one. So oh, that, that'll be an opportunity. That'll be a fun one, actually, to see those yeah. guys go at it. And, and quarterbacks aside, the 49ers have a much better football team. But if if you're and you're at home and you're the Bears, Justin Fields has an opportunity to say, hey, don't forget about me. Maybe the maybe the 49ers passed up on a, on a better quarterback. Might have. That, that'll be fun. That'll be a fun one to watch and, and fun to follow those guys all season. The last one here, though, is uh, is Mac Jones, who's – it's looked a little rough for him in the preseason here. And part of it we've talked about, you know, we, we've killed the the Patriots for their GMing and their, their personnel yeah. that they've put together on the field. But now that's the dual who's the offensive coordinator situation doesn't seem to be going that great. And 
and almost a, a bit of a, I don't, and it's, again, too soon, it's preseason, but you almost see some regression to Mac Jones, throwing some bad interceptions, and it just doesn't feel right with the Patriots. 100%. I mean, I feel so much better about Lawrence than I did during last year, and I feel slightly worse about Mac, and I think all of those things probably aren't the actual player's fault or accolade. It's just who's around them and how they're treating them, and coaching and situations is so important for these guys. And I'm sure Lawrence would have done wonderful in New England last year and Mac would have really struggled. You know what I mean? And I I, I still think Mac is out of the woods. You know, he's going to be an NFL starter, but I don't think that's going to be a good offense. And if he were a stock, I think his stock is probably falling in the public opinion with how his season probably goes. And he needs to be super efficient because I don't think he has the upside that some of the other quarterbacks right. do. And we started to see that already. And he could have, you know, built on that and he still can and, and probably will and, and have a really nice season, but he doesn't have the the physical tools that some of the other quarterbacks do to fall back on to, to really elevate. So uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fascinating watching those year two quarterbacks and we'll see when Zach Wilson gets on the field from his injury, if it maybe is Flacco for a few weeks for those New York jets. Uh, I do want to thank again, everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. Now go make Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Dynasty Football your second listen. Vinny Iyer brings 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for those fantasy drafts with Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Dynasty Football featuring none other than my co-host here, Matt Williamson. And of course, your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt and I, back tomorrow. Peacock and Williamson.